Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Modern Artist. I am your host, Luke Wynn. My confession for today, I keep forgetting to tell y'all about me. <laughs> yeah, this is my confession. This is my confession. This is my confession. This is my confession. First of all, how are you guys doing today? I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are locked in with us and you're LinkedIn and you've been talking to us in the chat. You've been talking to us on Discord, on Instagram, TikTok. We're here for you guys, man. We're just a resource. And I hope that you guys can get life through this podcast. And I hope it's encouraging, entertaining. And we're only on episode seven, so bear with me if you don't like it yet. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. I keep forgetting you guys. So I'm weird. So I'll be talking about something and then I go a totally different direction than what I was thinking. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'll start talking and then I'll forget about what the whole point of the conversation was. (laughs) So then halfway through the conversation, I will create a new reason for why I'm talking. (laughs) Don't judge me, you guys. But Last episode was supposed to be a clever way of like making it into an all about me episode to where I like tell you guys <laughs> like, oh, I used to think I was a rapper. I used to want to be a football player, but now I'm an artist. Like I thought it, <laughs> it was supposed to be like one of those and it turned into something totally different and I'm not mad at it. But that means I get to still explain to you guys who I am. What brought me here to being a modern artist? What my definition of a modern artist is? And yeah, let's get started because I'm going to forget exactly what I just said. Okay, so modern artist. To me, in my opinion, a modern artist is someone who has a craft that they work at and they're excelling at. But in order to, in order to do that at its highest level, you have to understand other facets and other crafts that surround it. For example, this is a podcast, right? This is a podcast that, in my opinion, a modern artist should be able to film. Do They should know something about editing. They should know about, you know, a little bit about marketing. Uh, you should know about, you know, storylining and just storyboarding. Like, there's just a lot that goes into this that if you wanted to do it at a very, like, high level, you should have an understanding of, Right? So, that being said, as that pertains to me, in the very first episode, I explained, you know, who I am, rapper, producer, all this stuff. But let's start from the beginning. Okay, so I grew up in church. Um, My dad, my aunties, they used to have, they had music, they had albums and stuff like that. Every, my first instrument was drums. When I was a little boy, I would beat on whatever I could find, pots and pans, you know, I'd have spoons. I was very uh, creative and ingenuity. If that's how you use it. <laughs> I would use ingenuity in making drum sets at an apartment when I was like two years old. So from that, my dad, he sees that in, in me. So he cultivates it, gives me drumsticks. Um, you know, so I, I got, I remember when I got my first snare, it was on Christmas. <laughs> I got Okay, so when I got my first snare, I think I had to have been like seven years old. I definitely was more than six. 
So yeah, I was about seven years old when I got my first snare. And I used to carry it in a box. It came in a box. I remember like opening up the box. I was like, what is this? And just that feeling, it was like a little pan snare in the 90s. Like the pan snare was hot for a minute, you know? And I would, every time I went to church, you know, my dad was a pastor in Sacramento. Every time I went to church, I would have that snare with me, just waiting to get on. Sometimes the drummers would let me get on before church, put the snare on. And then once church started, I'd, <laughs> I'd have the privilege of watching them play on my snare from the front row. <laughs> Y'all know how crazy that is. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get into like some of the things that happened to me in Sacramento, but yes, I, I was like, I was a legend, you know. I carried around a snare that everybody got to use. <laughs> um, so yes, drums was my first instrument. I would eventually become amazing at it. I would eventually, <laughs> but before becoming amazing at it, I definitely was kicked off a couple thousand times, right? Um, anyways, so eventually I get amazing at it and I'm like, pause that before I got amazing. Let's go back to eight. Now I'm eight years old, still loving the drums. But I remember my dad asked me what I want to be when I grew up. And I told him, I said, dad, I want to be a lawyer and a music producer. One of those things happened, little Luke. (laughs) Let's just say we ain't rich yet. So yes, you became a producer. Um, I had, I don't know why I wanted to become a music producer. I had, I don't know what my reference point was at that time. I think it was homeschooled or I was going to a Christian school. There was no reference point, but I just knew that I wanted to make music. So, so now go fast forward to like 14, 15, 16. Uh, my brother, he gets a motif and in the early 2000s, you needed a motif. Everybody had a motif by Yamaha. This was a MO6 or something like that. I think that's exactly what it was. Okay, and <laughs> uh, so then he started making beats, and I remember when I made my first beat, uh, my dad, he had this album, and there was one beat, there was one song that was on his album that I did not like. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is, I do not like this beat. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make a beat for him. The craziest thing is I had never produced a beat before. <laughs> never in my life had I like really sat down and tried to make a beat, but I was like, I just remember like learning the chords for that song and making something that I felt was amazing. <laughs> it's so weird. I was like 14, who did I think I was? Um, so I made this dope beat on the motif. And back then you need like a flash drive in order to save your beats. We didn't have one. But what we did have, and this was like 2005, six, seven, somewhere around there. What we did have was a cassette tape that we can record the beat. So we just had a, we could just record into a stereo track onto a uh, cassette tape. So I remember I made this beat that was like incredible. And I recorded it onto the cassette and I played it back a million times. Like I was so excited to show. <laughs> it broke before he got home. <laughs> the, tape. <laughs> the tape broke. If you guys are modern artists, you guys do not have to worry about that. Y'all just need to have backup, backup drive, backup drive, backup drive. But for me, nah. <laughs> so that was like my first beat that I ever made. Um, and then from then on, like me and my brother, we we started to get more into garage band. So now, like at this at this point, I'm producing beats. 
Oh, my dad, he, he then gets a Phantom as well. Phantom X, X8. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> so I would try to make beats on there. But then my dad, he also had a computer, and that's where I discovered GarageBand. And on GarageBand, they had like a whole bunch of samples. I remember like, <laughs> I was like 15, 16. I, uh, I made like 20. <laughs> I made like 20 beats and I like had a full album. I was writing lyrics to everything. I remember showing my dad some of the beats. I was like, yo, check these out, dad. <laughs> my dad has always pushed me. Um, I said, what do you think? He said, these are good. Did you play it? I said, they're samples. He said, oh, it doesn't count then. So then I had to go back into my bag. <laughs> That's when I, I started making more music on the fans because I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I gotta, I gotta, I can't use samples because I ain't really producing. So now I get a chord book. I start learning chord progressions, keys, you know, and now I start making beats on the Phantom, recording it, learning how to mix it. Eventually, eventually I get to the point where, like, because I was always just trying to produce and write. So I get to the point where, like, I make a bunch of beats, and I sell, out of, like, 50 beats that I made when I was about 16 years old, I probably had, like, 10 tracks that I just knew was going to be an album. I knew that it was gonna be it was gonna be the one. So I write all these lyrics down, and I was gonna have my sister Farah, who sings incredibly. I was gonna have her be on it, and she was like, she she agreed to it. We had a very makeshift studio. Um, basically, we had a, a MacBook, a Mac Pro, and we had a camera, like one of those old camcorders. The idea was you sing in an SM58. Let me show you what it is. Okay. <clears throat> so we would sing in one of these. It was connected to a camcorder. And then we would go take that camcorder and extract everything into Final Cut. Then from Final Cut, we would extract the audio, then bring that to GarageBand. And that is how we had the first time we had decided to start putting vocals on our music. So my brother did that a few times, and I was like, okay, this is dope. So we got it. We're ready to go. This is 2010. No, 2009 is when he first did something. So then I started writing, knowing, okay, cool. Come springtime, like, like once I'm finished with all these beats, I finished writing all these lyrics, like, I'm just going to have the fair. I'm going to show her how to sing and all that stuff. We're going to be good to go. So session day came, you know. Dad's gone, so his room was available for us to <laughs> record our music in. And also songs I had already uploaded all the music from uh, the Phantom to the computer. So everything was mixed and ready to go. I just needed her beautiful vocals. And she agrees to do it. I go upstairs. Five minutes later, she's not there. I go back downstairs. <sighs> Y'all, this girl was getting her hair braided. If you don't know what this process is like, there were singles. It probably takes a good eight hours of work to do braids if you're not a professional. And I think it was my sister or my mom doing them. So it was going to take some time. So I was like, yo, this is the only opportunity we have. Like, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to sing. And that's how I became an artist. <laughs> I decided to put vocals on the track. Um, I actually have that original album available on Patreon. Um, you guys can definitely check it out if you guys want to. It's it's dope. It's 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 what you would expect a Christian 
17-year-old, 16-year-old to write for sure because at the time, I'm sorry, hold on. Anyways, this is exactly what you would expect a 17-year-old to write because at the time, uh, growing up in church, your reference point for music is all Bible, it's all gospel, right? So everything that you see is like, okay, you're regurgitating a lot. You're regurgitating the word, you're regurgitating the culture. So, you know, it's kind of like this, and it was all singing at that point, right? So it was singing, and then I had like one rap song. At the time, we were really loving like Lecrae's album, uh, Rebel, and we loved the truth. But um, it was mainly singing. Uh, so... Yeah, so um, I make this album, 10 songs, and mix the whole thing. And I remember, like, I was so happy about it. And I just remember going to, co- going to school because I was in college at that time and showing my friends. Like, I was, like, showing them, yeah, 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 I rap, you know. <laughs> like, just showing them some of the music. And I guess, honestly, if I'm being completely vulnerable, at the time, I guess I was, I was definitely insecure about my faith, right? So going to college, feeling like you're the only Christian there. Ain't nobody going to accept all these gospel songs. But I did have two rap songs. One of them was called Jesus Christ is Woe. <laughs> and yeah, that was me, my first rap. Um, yeah, it's on my Patreon. You guys have to listen to it. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But at the time, this dude was like, just of a doll, man. He, um... Vidal Shalom, I think his name is. <clears throat> he actually put us on to Bryce Harper. We knew Bryce would be great back then, which is crazy. So honestly, I think he saw greatness in me too, so I'm up next. <laughs> but I remember I showed him the song. He said, man, like, you should, you should really rap more. This sounds pretty good. And that kind of like sparked something. Because I didn't, I didn't even think about I was like mildly being an artist, but my whole life I was on the drums, you know. And I just knew that I wanted to write and produce. Once he said that, that's when, like, honestly, I ended up writing that, that summer. I ended up, wait, before we get to that summer, like, in between semester break and, like, June, my family we were kind of going through a lot at that time. And I remember just playing my music on a CD in the car and how that felt. Like, <laughs> man, that was the most incredible experience to like have something that you thought in your head. Like you're just this kid on a keyboard with a notebook, like just trying to make some music that you loved, trying to make some music that you felt could impact others, right? And then just being on a car on a road trip, like after Jay Moss is done, after they're done playing ooh, Kirk Carr, <laughs> I'm like, yo, put this in. And it's funny because my dad actually later admitted that that album that I had, like, it got our family through that time. Like, it was just giving us this sense of hope. <laughs> it's so cool, man. I was 17. A little kid. Wow. Man, so yeah. And, and from that point, like, even then, uh, like, a couple years prior to that, when my dad was working on his album, he let me be with him in, like, the mixing process and the mastering process. So then I had a reference point so that at that time, once I was ready to record for fair or whatever, I knew how to mix. I knew how to do the levels. I, I had a good ear, so I knew what sounded, or I knew what sounded 
complimentary, like almost close, as close as I can get to like mainstream. So yeah, after that, after that summer, I remember like, it was like a five day stretch where I was making one song every day. Like I was making a beat, I was mixing it, I was singing on it. And like one of my best beats song and songs that people love is called Stand. It was on my first album for Christ. I did that that summer, you know, like that was six months into my career. <laughs> Crazy, man. Uh, life is life is definitely beautiful, and it's definitely dope to be able to to. It's such a blessing, man, to just be able to create. Like I do not take this for granted at all. Anyways, fast forward some years, so I get more into Christian rap. I get more into so then at, after after I did Stan, I probably took the next couple of years literally just rapping, right? And then 2013 comes. And I just wanted to make a love album. My brother was about to get married. So I was like, you know, let me like start singing. So then I started taking vocal warm-ups, vocal classes by some dude who didn't think I had any talent, but he did like the way I looked. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you guys. But yes, I was a... Yeah, that's a long story. Not even a long story. But dude was just... He dismissed me. But... um. There was a few people at that point who dismissed my vocals. Because like, I was trying to get good at it. And it's like, like so many the cool things. Like Farrah, for example, she had been singing praise and worship. She was leading worship in church from like the age of five, right? So then by the age of, I think she was probably like 13 when I asked her to do the album, she had eight years of experience. You know, and, and she only continued to put reps in. So me really start singing at like, yeah, 2013, I was just about to be 20. I think I was 20. No, I was 19 going into 20. I just turned 20 uh, the following year. Yeah, like I was sitting at the piano, like, la, ga, la, ga, la, ga, la, ga, la. <laughs> My siblings would roast me because I would really, I was committed. I would eat apples. I would wear scarves. <laughs> I would drink tea. I had like... <laughs> Working on my range, doing all this stuff, and not sounding good at all. Barely able to hit notes. <laughs> but it was cool because I was in college, um, and I started, like, I took a sight singing class. So I started to understand harmonies a lot more. Started to understand just melodies. Uh, I took jazz piano classes in school, in college during that time. So I understood how to, like, follow a melody with chords and how you can manipulate chords to change the the uh, the key. The, the melody and the way the chord progression sounds. I was just learning so much at that point. So now I'm in college and now I'm doing, have, like I'm really, I only took these jazz piano classes to be a better producer. So I, I, cannot, I cannot play anything. And there's a keyboard right here. That's what I'm looking down at. But, but yeah, so at that point, I'm like, start to start, slightly gets uh, more singing. I put an EP out. It was okay. I mean, I just wanted no auto-tune. I was trying to, Push the envelope of who I was as an artist. So, and then a couple years later, like, uh, all while this is happening, I'm, I'm, my degree is in music industry and English. So during that time, I'm taking, you know, screenwriting classes. I'm taking poetry classes. I'm taking memoir writing classes. Like, just learning how to be creative in so many different aspects of my, my gifting. It was really cool. Um, so then fast forward a few years later, you know, 
I just it's it, not even not even fast forwarding. If I how I got from there to now, it literally was just repetitions. It was, you know, right now I'm doing videography. It was me having the willingness to start a brand with my wife, having the willingness to start a podcast before, having the willingness to make a video somehow, you know, like trying to figure out how I can do things because obviously when you're in college, you don't have access to like a thousand dollars for a music video. So it's how can I understand how to work a camera so I can make a cool video that gets people hyped about a song, you know? Um, So much of it is experience. And honestly, I'm 31 years old right now. So at this point, I've had at least between 15 to 31, that's like 16 years of experience of music production, writing, and so much of this is who I am now that this is how I've become a modern, a modern artist. I've become a modern artist because, one, things haven't gone amazing in only one particular way. So I've been forced to diversify myself and diversify my skill set. So learning drums and then jazz piano and how to produce, how to use samples, how to write, how to sing, how to rap, how to do videos, how to mix, how to master, how to do podcasting. I've constantly been... Because things haven't just popped off and all of a sudden I'm just forced to only rap, I've had the honor and the privilege of learning so many different skills. And for a lot of artists out there, <clears throat> for a lot of artists, we're all in the same boat where we spent years working on our craft and along the way, we've taken on more skills. We've taken on new things. We've taken on new challenges. Uh, so my confession for you today is... or. My, what I'm asking you is, what's your confession for today? Who are you? How did you get to where you are as an artist? How did you develop in your craft? How did you fall in love with your craft? And are you constantly growing and diversifying yourself? Or do you only want to focus on just the one thing? I would definitely encourage you to take steps towards learning other pieces and other other things that go along with your craft because it'll only enhance you. And I would love to have this conversation with you. We have a Discord. You can DM us. You can chat with us. I'm excited and looking forward to seeing what everybody out there, who you guys really are and how you got there. Share your story with us and we can be on this journey together. (laughs) Until next time. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional.